What up, Cyclone Nation? Doing a little uh, different type of podcast for you guys this week. The old guys have pushed stands and fits aside, and we're doing our own thing. We're kicking it old school. I'm Chris Williams, and I'm joined by Brent Bloom, and we're going to talk like end of the year uh, projections for next year. Uh, all the top stories. Uh, and that's what we're going to do here for the next hour or so on the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. And uh, Bloom, I, I'll bring you in now, and because we're, we're sponsored by the, you know, the College of Business, and we're always encouraging people to go get their MBAs, their professional MBA program. And uh, you know a little bit about that. I do. It's the Ivy College of Business. That NBA, by the way, Chris, just got uh, named in U.S. News and World Report, which is like the ranking system, top 50 nationally, which wow. is a big deal. Look at this guy. Jumped 32 spots. Why? Because you work there now? No, I'm not. I mean, you could you could make that There is a parallel. Yes. But no, it's definitely not that. It's, uh, it's because basically the people that get an NBA degree from Iowa State, I think their job placement rate is like 100%. Oh, Their wow. starting salary has gone up significantly, and so it's all metric-based gotcha. that these rankings are based on. And So it's not like some guy's opinion. No, it's, there's a no. it's mainly met, there's analytics involved with how they, they gauge these things. But for Iowa State to jump 32 spots is a big deal, and it is. What does it take to get an MBA? Like if I wanted to just get out of journalism. Well, you could get one done, and if you're working, it's different. I mean, there's a certain amount of credits. I don't know the exact number, but – it's an easy thing to do while you're working, which Not is great. Not that I'm thinking about it. Or no, and it, but it's valuable. <laughs> so this is the deal. Like, if you get an MBA, you be essentially it's it gives you a step above the competition, and that's why it's great that it's right there in Des Moines. If you're working downtown, night classes, you can do a lot of it online, and it really sets you apart from the rest. So, I mean, I'm not smart enough to have one, but I, I can see after I work with Ivy College of Business Alumni Daily – the significance of the that an MBA degree could have for some of these people. There you go. How's that for a pitch? Top fifty program. That's as good as you can get. Only full time in the state. I would drop the full time MBA program. Gotta love that. We're um we're recording this on Thursday night and we're just you know, we gotta keep it real here. We're watching these we have these sweet sixteen games on in the background, so that won't do much for any of you who are listening on Friday. I'm sure we'll have a lot of weekend listeners. People are probably going to be out in the garage, the yard, all that stuff. Although I heard it was supposed to like rain and snow maybe. So maybe you won't be doing that. But uh, if you hear us react to anything, that's what's <laughs> that's going on. I, for, Tennessee just went on a 14. They're on a 16-2 to two run right now against Purdue. Um, but yeah, we're we're not gonna. I promise we won't do play by play of these Sweet Sixteen games. I just wanted to be very honest about where we are and, and exactly what we're doing. Um, I want to just basically do a year in review on basketball with you, Bloom. If you're okay with yeah, that, what an interesting year it was. <sighs> yeah, uh, it's been an interesting week too. Mm-hmm. Just um, earlier on Thursday, Bill Fennelly got a new contract. I don't know if it's a new contract, but it's an extension. extension sure. Uh, earlier in the week. Steve Prohm got an extension. The Cameron Lard transfer news happened this week. And then, of course, both um, both teams were bounced early in the NCAA tournament. Um, the women won a game, but I think earlier than most people hoped, 
they would get bounced in the NCAA tournament, being that they were playing definitely in Hilton Coliseum. Uh, what overall? Give me a macro. What's the last week been like for you? Strange. Yeah. It's like, what do you what do you do now? It's the thing about the tournament is why it makes it the best and the worst all at the same time. Is it's it is you're done. It's the brutal finality of the thing, and I obviously found out the worst way. It's like the thing doesn't even begin, and then you're out of it. And now you're trying to watch the tournament games in the Sweet 16, and it's like not as fun. I couldn't watch games on the Saturday weekend. and sure. Sunday. Sure, no, you're not I alone. Home. It I just, couldn't. I mean, I watched the Iowa game because I had to for KXNO, but like, I'm the guy. Like, once Iowa State's out, like, I, it you're just, out. It really no. I'll, and I'll sit around. I'll watch Sweet 16 and Elite Eight this weekend, but it's not the same for me. Like, I'm I'm really sick. Yeah, because I thought they were better than Ohio State, and they oh were. And that's a game again. Yeah. I think there was a lot of similarities between the way the men exit and the women exit exited. Yeah, and that you know you play those games ten times, and talent wise, Iowa State should win eight of them on each side, and it it just didn't happen. But the and this is why the NCAA tournament is the best spectacle in the world, but also the probably the worst way to determine the best team in a mm-hmm. lot of ways because. If you have a bad night, and Iowa State had one Friday night against Ohio State, you're going to lose. It's just the way. That that game was pretty telling of the entire season of, you know, we all knew that that could happen. And, in fact, I wrote in that in that preview of Ohio State, it's like, if, that, if the bad Iowa State team, if Team B shows up, mm-hmm. Ohio State's good enough to beat them, and they did. And I don't think Ohio State did anything out of this world. Weston was fine. He's a good player. Yeah. But – just uh, that was not a good time for Iowa State to to play poorly, and that's what happens in the tournament. You get beat, and you're done. And and Iowa State was not built to win multiple games in that tournament unless they shot the ball well. And I think that's that's when you look at these teams that succeed in the tournament. They usually have multiple ways to score, and are solid defensively. Maybe even have a couple big guys. And I, and when Iowa State wasn't making jump shots, Chris, we saw it all year. Yeah, they just weren't good enough inside to I, to have a drought proof. Maybe I was wrong. You you tell me. I felt like uh, there was a point in the Big Twelve stretch mm-hmm. where my analysis of that particular Cyclone team was that they were a little more tournament proof because of the defense that they were playing. You know, okay. And you know, I th- I do think that. I think two things happened, maybe three. I think one, I was a little bit fooled. Um, Kirk Holland did some of the best work. Uh, Kirk's not even a in media professionally. Mm. I think that his analysis of the three-point defense over the last couple months was the best work anybody in our local media did on analyzing basketball-wise what was going on with this team. That's fair. It's great. He's great. Because – like I, I do think we were all fooled that they weren't playing that great of defense in January, but people were just missing shots, mm-hmm. and so I, I think that mm-hmm. that happened. I think too, I think it's very real, and I learned this particularly being with the women this year, and being around Bill and Billy and Jody and Latoya about how different it is the second time you play teams in the league with scouts. Yep. I don't think Iowa State's young guys reacted well to that when the, the opposition book got out on them a little bit. Correct, 
And I also think that and this will come off as a big critique of Steve Prohm, but I don't mean it to be. Every coach has strengths and every coach has weaknesses. I don't think in-game stuff is Steve's strength. I think that Steve's really good pregame. I think Steve's really good at the mental aspect of it. He's a good recruiter. I think that he kind of got played a little bit by some of those guys down the stretch. And if you put it all together, I don't know. That's just where I ended. But I, I thought, now having said that, I thought Prome was a wizard in Kansas City. I thought he coached some really good basketball games down there. Yeah, even the turnaround to get him from such a bad place mentally. Correct. To, that, a, a, a bad coach couldn't do that. Right. Like I, I said on cakes, no, I didn't think that they'd win another game after West Virginia. And I meant that. And Steve, like, pulled a – that was wizardry. Like, they were in such a bad spot. To get them to come back and do what they did was was really impressive. But I, I don't know. Like, I, I just – like, I – did we all get ahead of ourselves with the, oh, you could win the Big 12 this year stuff? I think a couple things altered perception. I think number one was the Big 12 wasn't very good this year, okay, other than Tech is proving that they were probably the class of the league and ended up tying for it, but – when Kansas is down, it immediately signals flashing red lights, opportunity, opportunity. And Iowa State put it to them right away. And that really set the table of, man, Iowa State, maybe they're pretty good and they can do this thing. When, you know, it was still there. And then to lose three games at home is, I think, what stands out the most of the season. So maybe Iowa State wasn't as good as we thought, but still, I, I'll i still say, guard-wise, they had the mo- the best guards in the league, I think. And when Taylor Horton Tucker was on, Iowa State was really good. Yeah. And and he just, he picked a tough night to not shoot it well, and then it, everything kind of snowballed from there. And I'll, I do, and you've touched on this in a couple other podcasts. I think what really ended up being interesting to Lemon hurt Iowa State long-term was Lindell Wigginton's injury. Yeah, I do Because I agree. If, if he doesn't get hurt, Tyrese never really gets that opportunity to be the guy. And I really do wonder if that rotation is different at the end of the year and better off for it. Now, Lindell came into a nice role, and he, for the most part, accepted it and did well in it. But I don't know if Iowa State always had its best five on the floor at all times. And Lindell is... Him and Taylor Horton Tucker are the best two players on that team, and yet they never really seem to they didn't play well, well together. No, and and I think if Lindell's there the whole time, and I, I'll throw Lard in that mix as well. If he doesn't get suspended, then I think Iowa State's March looks a little bit different from a continuity standpoint because they played so well with really seven or eight guys in November and December. And then when you add those guys into the mix, it threw everything off, and they had to reset the thing, and uh, ended up costing them. I think at times in January and February when they lost those home games. What do you? What, where are we at with the? Uh, I don't know. I feel like it, where I sit, the 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 fans are really antsy. Yes. And like I'm wondering, like was it like this, like? When when you Stacy lost a game or when Johnny or but we just didn't know about it or I'm like, trying to put myself back into that place. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like and I and I'm also wondering, like, is Fred Hoiberg at this point just this ghost that is haunting us in the sense I think, that yes, 
like if he's if Fred Hoiberg's the coach of the Portland Trailblazers and completely out of sight and out of mind, or if he's just retired or he's like a GM. I don't. I, the thing is, it's like even like people I like know and respect, they can't like have a conversation about the current team without being like, "Oh, would you rather have Fred?" Fred. <laughs> and and I'm just like, I'm getting to the point where it's starting to really bother me because it just. It's one. It's not realistic. It's 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 not going to happen. I don't think Fred even wants to come back to Iowa State. I don't know that. I'm not. I don't want to put words in his mouth. But I just. I, I, if he like, let's say it's Steve, just not a realistic possibility. If Steve would have taken Bama, I yeah. honestly think T.J. Otzelberger would be the next head coach. I don't think it would be Fred Hoiberg, and I, and I don't think a lot of people understand that. Mm-hmm. But two, I just feel like you know Fred's such a positive figure at Iowa State with everything he's done. But I feel like at this point, like his his name almost in his like shadow, it's it's becoming quite toxic anytime it gets brought up into a conversation, and it's like dividing fans. No, I think that's fair, and it's not. When Fred left, he did it for good reasoning in a way. I mean, obviously, with his own interests in mind first and foremost, because yeah. I mean that's what we all have. Absolutely, but he he could have left. And he said as much. He could have left the next year, coming off you know with with that Niang, um, Niang senior team. But he wanted to leave the cupboard stocked a little bit for the next guy. This is the same thing that Johnny Orr did when Fred was a player for Tim Floyd to help yeah. set up the program going forward. And yeah, it's arguably s- it worked because Steve had some early success. He was able to then recruit from it and get this latest class in. However, because there were still some unanswered, you know, what ifs with Fred and that team, mm-hmm. he didn't ever fail. Fred never failed at Iowa City, other than that first year. But that was pretty much just a okay. Fred is, uh, you know, setting his thing up, and the UAB thing largely forgotten in a way. And I just think if if, if Fred would have struggled, the feeling that he was the best thing ever would have been different. Like if if he would have gone out on a on a different note, I. But he still is the mayor. He's still Fred, and it just it's almost impossible for anybody to match that because the trajectory was going yeah straight up, and it never really went down. And so anytime the program does take a step back a little bit, which it has. Uh, because it had to, then it then it's immediately oh well, Prohm's no Fred, which is it's just not fair to anybody. And I don't, I know you we've rehashed this Fred thing to death. He he can't be Iowa State's head coach forever. Like it's, it, it, he has to move on. Iowa State has as well, and it's uncomfortable. And it's not you know it's not maybe not the perfect situation, but you just it's kind of life and that's business. Yeah, I don't know. It's a it's a weird deal. Like, what, I'm just, what, what would get the the thing is you could just ask yourself as a fan. What at what point do you does it get removed from from everything ever? I mean, are we always well, going to wonder about Fred and 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 what could have been? But or will he come back? I mean, at at, at what point do you have to just move on and say, you know, Fred is Fred. He did a lot of amazing things for Iowa State, and at the end of the day. The Cyclone basketball team should come first. Yeah, that's that's where I'm at, man. I just, you know, I don't wish ill will on Fred. I want him to succeed. I want him to 
have a great life, and I just I don't even want to talk about the Nebraska thing. I'm more just focused on Iowa State, Iowa State right State, now. Yeah. And I just I'm 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 alarmed that it keeps coming up at the rate that it does. And yeah. maybe it's because this Nebraska thing's just like lingering. No, but it's going to come up. Well, I mean, yeah, when like, he's there or when, wherever when, he is. When they beat Bethune Cookman in the season opener next year by fifty, in in Iowa State maybe struggles with Mercer. Yeah, so like is it, a, are we going to get the the tweets then? Is yes. it the, is the Facebook commenters all going to be like, oh, well, Fred so went and lost you, that game? You either choose to acknowledge it, or you just kind of personally, you kind of have to make that assessment on your own of do I want to let this bother me or not? I have a pretty good idea. I know which way this is going to go. <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm I'm really tired of the, I'm tired of the Fred stuff. I can't lie. I, yeah, I'm just, I, it's just getting, it's getting to be well, too much for me. And the thing is, even when uh, Prome did the right thing by inviting him back, people killed him, and then he got killed. Like, and then, and then, what is he supposed to do? And then people were blaming Prome. You have no idea how many people yeah. suggested to me that the reason Iowa State lost a few games in a row is because he Fred Wiberg talked to the team. Yeah. It's like what in the hell? He's just caught it's and it's it's tough situation and you know problems getting well Steve compensated to handle it. Yeah, but I I get it, but he doesn't deserve it five years out. Well, so here's the here's what's interesting. I don't think. Well, Prome now, and I, a lot of people wouldn't guess this. Prome with this year coming up will match Hoiberg's tenure for length at five years. Fred was here five years, and. He will match the that is long- crazy. It doesn't seem like that. The longest tenure between Prom and Hoiberg at five years will be the longest tenure since Johnny Orr. That's and, good. And the longest, the second longest of an Iowa State coach since the '60s. Like at some point, Prom is going to be Prom here and- longer than Fred and be the second longest tenured Iowa State coach since the. Prom's 60s. our guy, you know. And I, you can appreciate what Fred did, and it was great. But, but you but, could, yeah. I mean, if you're not, if you're never going to move on, then what are we doing? You're just going to be stuck in the past. I don't want to be that guy. I, Who wants to be that guy? But I, I, I would rather like a fan at this point, like be pissed and be like, well, "Why don't we go get Nate Oates?" Like to me, like that, like at least you're like moving forward, forward there, right? And I don't even care. Like, if people want to, I don't understand why Steve calls timeouts the way he does. <laughs> I've said that for years. I yeah. I don't get it, but you know. Um, I would like it, more. Like, I would like more creativity, as far as some some out of bounds and some yeah, some, like all that stuff is valid. I'm some not offensive motion. Like but, I'm not this is like Homer that thinks Steve Prom can do no wrong. I'm not not saying that. I'm saying be fair to the guy, and like don't compare him to some ghost that's that's no longer that's not around and is not coming back. That's that's I, not fair to him. Let me throw point. say this as well though. I don't know if it helps that any time Prome does something well, for people to rub that in, they go, "Oh, I'm a, I'm a Prome guy." Like, "Oh, I was, I was supportive first, so therefore I can celebrate more when Iowa State does well." See, and that's the problem. Like, like, it, there's this wedge. Yeah, it, I, I get what you're and saying. And it just like every if if you keep reminding people that you were first on board, it just brings that up even more. Rather than just, it's Iowa State basketball. Be a fan. Be a fan of Iowa State basketball. And, and you know, it, and we, and critique where it's. Warranted. We're not. It's and, and it's, we it's have, okay to critique. And I've had the same thoughts. I've honestly, in the last four years, I said, "Wow, we'd be better off with Fred." Like it's a natural thing to do. I get it. 
So, I mean, you can think what you want, but I'm just saying if you want to move on and not have to think about the what-ifs in the past, then, oh, and then it, like, it, there's going to – by the way, Prohm's not going to be here forever either. And it, so it's but also, like, I have a hard on. time. you got to be realistic about the status when Fred was here. Mm-hmm. How many NBA players did he have on that team that lost to UAB? Mm-hmm. You know, and, like, so my point is, like, while we can sit here and we can critique certain parts of the Prohm era, which are valid – the Hoiberg era was not perfect. Yeah, and I, I really it wasn't. Like I, we we have this. People think back on it like, oh, clones are in the Final Four. Like, no, it really. You know, there were there were some low points. Mm-hmm. Remember the Texas Tech game? Like there were there were bad losses along the way. Yeah, and I really it's hard to judge, and and you have to because it's the way teams. Advance, but it's hard to judge for me success the NCAA tournament as to if you're a good. Coach I'm with or you, Brent. Because there's so, so many weird things can happen. Yeah, like yeah. Prom Sweet 16 came against Iona and Little Rock. Still made it. Yeah. Um, you yeah know, Fred, do, we, do we start like not crediting people based off of who? You, like, so is Scott Drew. Gonna, how many the leads, sure. lead eights has he been to? Or? So, I think you look at the resume as a whole, and as a whole. Did they really just call a foul on oh that? Oh, no. Don't get a T on top of it, young man. Purdue just got fouled on a three to try and take the lead Jeez. now. Wow. Anyway, that's... Sorry, this, everybody. To our point, weird stuff happens in the NCAA tournament that, that makes uh, makes it difficult to judge. Like, like people kill Bill Self. Kansas fans still do because he hasn't had enough success in the tournament. I mean, it, I think yeah, there's he, more to he it. He won how many straight right. NCAA or so, Big 12 championships and like here's another thing that i'm pissed about that i needed to talk to you about which i'm glad you came over this week a podcast i'm really getting tired of the um the big 12 tournament doesn't mean anything crap agreed um like i understand exactly what the big 12 tournament is and is it but don't belittle the accomplishment of winning three games in a row in a league like that and don't, for a second, act like in the moment you don't care. Mm-hmm. Because if it didn't mean anything, you wouldn't care as much as you do during the time. That pisses me off. We have this way of making other fan bases think that their accomplishments aren't as good yeah. to make ourselves feel better. I've noticed. So <laughs> I think that's where that comes from. But no, it is. you Three wins against NCAA tournament teams in a row, that's a neat deal. And still is a championship. Would you prefer the uh, outright regular season? Probably. Sure. But still a great accomplishment. And, you know, I'm, I'm happy for those, those seniors. Dude, it's fun. That's great for them that they got it done. Now, yeah, ultimately there, there are several prizes that would be bigger, but you cannot poo-poo like, like don't it didn't act, matter. Yeah, don't act like it's not a big deal because, you know, I watched a lot of people for a month you know, killing the team and killing Prom and everything. And, and I got, they were playing really bad. Mm-hmm. But then they won that. And then the same people had completely turned and he's the best coach in the country, which that's hyperball. You know what I mean? Like it can't, it can't be both. Right. Yeah. I, it's somewhere in the, somewhere probably in the middle as in everything. But no, that was, that was a great three days. And that's, that's what all stuck out to me is that those three days, but then also the home losses at Hilton. And I think that's the... Oh, yeah. You can't you lose look, at Hilton. You look at those. Those are the two barometers, the two ends of the spectrum for this season. Prom has to figure that out. 
I that, wonder. That's how. That's how you lose this fan base. Is lose the 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 home losses mean more than it than even like a road are, win because people just aren't used to it. Yeah. Let me place uh, amateur psychologist here. Okay. And it's a point I think you referenced at some point this year. I would say it's almost putting too much pressure on itself to to uphold Hilton Magic. Mm-hmm. And I feel like there are times, especially this year, you got in the second half in a close game, and Iowa State was the tight team because it it felt it couldn't lose at home. And because instead it, of, we'd all made such a big deal. Yeah, instead yeah. of just harnessing the fans and the energy for what it is, it's, oh, no, if we lose at home, guess what we're going to hear? Or look at the disappointment we're going to cause. So I think it it almost became a little bit of a a hangover of unlike like the uh, Missouri game to start the year that was that was you know harnessing the energy and the magic towards when you got in that TCU and that Baylor game it was like oh the Iowa State was the one that kind of locked up when things didn't go well because if we lose at home then then what are we going to be now. I don't know how you, I don't know what the fans can do about that other than Iowa State's got to alter the way it approaches that thing. And I State's going to have some good players next year. I, I don't know what it's going to amount to because Wigginton and Hale and Horton Tucker are the the big X factors for what the th- offseason. What but, do you think about that? You're an NBA guy. Uh, of the like, of the two, Horton Tucker's the better prospect. A lot of people don't understand how he's on these draft boards. Well, and I also like. I get that. I wish that people could talk about it without, like, talking their own players down. Sure. You know what I mean? Here's what NBA people see. An 18-year-old that is multidimensional, has a 7-foot, 7-1 wingspan. NBA is going to more of that hybrid game. Like, look at a Deontay Burton's found a role now. Mm -hmm. And Horton Tucker, his upside is how much greater than Deontay's. If you think about that, like the, here's a here's a six four potential ball handler that can guard three or four different positions, can shoot it, has the capability to shoot it. Percentage wasn't great, but he's eighteen. That's only going to get better, and so that's a modern NBA two guard or a two or three, and with the ability to even guard some fours. So talk about a guy you can mold and develop, and if if he's a late first round pick, he won't be expected. And this is the, what people have to understand. He won't be expected to be a contributor at that level as a late first-round pick. They just storm in the G League. Until 20, he's 21 or 22 years old. So he's got three years. And so you say, well, would he be better off developing at Iowa State or in the G League or with an NBA team? It's a fair question. However, as a wise person once told me, when you're a pro, you don't have to go to class. Yeah. Like you that's all you work on is your yeah. game, nonstop, nonstop. And the feeling in the NBA is we can develop guys better than college can because we don't have to worry about that so, other stuff. So so do you like do you think it's valid to have him in a mock right Yes, now? completely. I think he's absolutely a potential first round pick. A twenty to twenty five. Wow. I I I I mean if you look at you don't look at production right now. You look at production four years from now. Just think about that guy. Yeah. If you give him four years to just work on his craft. If if you're a thir- – what would he shoot, 32% as a as a freshman? That's not bad for a, you know, a 6'4", 240-pound guy that can guard three positions. Like, they feel his, – his mechanics are good enough that he can be – he can be developed there. 
So he's absolutely a high upside guy that if you're if you're picking 20 to 30, you're a winning team. You don't need an 18-year-old guy to come in and impact you right away. And so he's absolutely, I think, a, whereas Lindell's different. Lindell's three years older. And so his upside, while he's probably a better, just pure athlete, raw athlete, what is Lindell? I mean, he's, he's, he's a point guard that doesn't really handle the ball as well as he should at this point. Mm-hmm. And his shooting's okay. He can only guard two positions, though. And so he has to be that guard. So he's a little more limited for what his long-range potential would be. Now, he'd probably contribute more on the stage next year in the NBA, but his as a he's already 21 years old. And so his long-term... I mean, NBA, you're almost ready-made. Your, 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 your cap in the NBA is when you're at 23-24. Is what you're, that's when you're at your, your best. So we'll see. I don't think he's, I don't, he's not a first-round pick for sure. He can, he can take the gamble of being a second-round pick, and then, then you're you know, flipping a coin as to whether you ever get to the NBA. Gun to your head. Uh, how many of those guys are back? I don't. It's so hard. I I mean, if Taylor's a first-round pick... He's got to go. you got to go. Yeah. You really do, and it's... He, he should. It's just the I, way I, it is. I'd say one of them's back. I think so. I don't know. I would guess Taylor's back and Lindell... Tries it. That would be my guess. Yeah. But I I want to just preface that by saying I'm just spitballing. Yeah, and I, I don't know either. I, I would I would say one of the two. Um. I and I've I've heard some. Well, I hope you know. I th- I would say we'd be better off if I don't. I don't. That. That's not. You're better off having either need both of those guys. Super talented guys. You want as talented a guys on your team yeah. as you can get. Uh, but I, I think I'd lean what you just said. Although Taylor's going to have a choice to make. He, I think he'll probably. Well, I I, I hate to, I don't know. Does he go through the process and and string it out? Yeah. Or, yeah. Oh yeah. I think he does that. Because he'll at he that point to. he'll get invited to the. The Chicago camp and everything. So, do, you, do you think he's a combine guy? Yeah, definitely. Is Lindell? He was. I don't think he is. He would have been last. Mm, did he? He didn't get invited last no, he year. Didn't get an, so he didn't get an invite. I don't know if he is. And that's this is the problem with Lindell. Is this year, unfortunately for him, did not go well on a, on a number of different levels for his NBA you prospects. Know, and the biggest problem with Lindell, I think. Other than the, you know, the basketball limitations, it's just like it. A lot of that stuff just didn't come off good, right? If you, if you watch some of those games, and like if you slow it down and go in slow mo and watch some of his defensive possessions, like it was straight Randy Moss just not even running, not even blocking, not running routes when he wasn't going to get the ball. When I think again, I come back to when he got hurt. He missed those. What was it? Ten day, ten games, yeah. and he felt like he had to make up for it. Right when he got to the big stage, and it's like he 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 rushed it too much, and yeah. I just think that like those tapes exist too, for sure. You know, for sure. And I think that that could like he's not some like can't miss talent. So then that comes to really hurt. Like if you're LeBron and you're taking plays off. It's one thing. I don't. I think he could do himself a lot of good by coming back and being and really adapting the team first philosophy. And then I, I think that 
at that point, somebody may be more willing to take a like a, a flyer on it. Yeah, it's just that that tough thing of I still need to develop, be a better leader. To I'm getting older. Yeah, no, I get it. And it's you lose, tough for these guys. You lose basically. Uh, you're capped for as many earning years as you have as a professional basketball player, and so to take one when you could be even make even if it's seventy five thousand dollars or whatever as a two way guy. That's still seventy five thousand dollars that you won't make on the back end. So it's both tough decisions. Both, and I don't, I don't know what I would advise. I and mean, I think they'll get NBA feedback, but which they should. They both need. To if go. it was the other way around, it would be a lot easier. If it was Lindell, that'd be the first round pick, late first yeah. round pick, and and Taylor be on the on the on the edge. Then yeah. that makes it easier. Yeah. But because of Lindell's age, he's really got to seriously think about things. Good conversation. Uh, what do you think about Otzelberger and UNLV? That's cool. Well, yeah. You ready to go to Vegas a few times? <laughs> have, you, you, have you ever been? Well, not not yet. Oh, man, yeah. Good for him. I well, I don't know if it's you... the best fit, well, but but he's a guy that will get players. I, I, I found it interesting. Well, he knows the West Coast yeah, pretty well. How some of the UNLV, UNLV fans reacted. Not I don't. I think that they probably were like, oh, we're getting a guy from South Dakota. And they just hired a guy from New Mexico State who didn't do – so they think mid-major guy. When they the UNLV fans have a false perception of what they are. They, th- they thought they could get a, yeah, you they, know, a high-major They think type. they're like a blue blood. Right, and it's not. No, I think TJ will do very well there. He'll get players. It's a he'll great pl- job. He'll play a fun style, and uh, he'll make them noteworthy. I'm excited. A weird place to raise three kids. But. Oh, it would be great. What are you talking about, a weird place? <laughs> I've moved there in a heartbeat. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah so we'll have, to, we'll have to do a trip to Vegas. It's, I'm going in June. I was already going to go, but I think I'm going to extend, extend it a few more days I, and go see if I if TJ can it, take me over to meet Jerry Tarkanian. Well, Could you imagine me just like chewing on towels with Tark? I hate to... Uh, Oh, did he die? Yeah. Oh, shoot. <laughs> My bad. When did he die? Oh, probably three years ago. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but you hate you to be the busy. guy to, to break the news. Yeah, you were busy. Yeah, Tark. Uh... Man, there's been a lot that's happened since. Yeah. And I just totally, totally didn't get it. But anyways, um, okay, so we got that. We got Hoiberg out of the way. We got Otzelberger. We got this year in basketball. Uh, the basketball recruiting is going to be interesting in um, – from what I understand, so Lard's gone. My dog's wrestling with Bloom right now. If you hear something, some panting. Um, with with um, Lard gone, they'll probably get a transfer with that. With that spot. They're in play for the Alabama kid, but, I mean, that's a really big, yeah. long shot. Yeah. Um, as of now, I don't see any other attrition. Okay. As of now, I do think some things could potentially – there are some scenarios in which there could be some other rust. But, um, you know, th- that's not counting the NBA guys. Sure, but you c- it's hard to plan for that. Correct. So that that's where I think that they're at right now. Mm-hmm. I think you had a transfer, and um, and then you see. And I, I think if you can get a really good grad transfer, you do it. But that market's pretty tough these days. Definitely. I, it's hard to say what what next year's going to look like without knowing 
because Lindell and Talon are such big. Let's just pieces. say, okay, in our in our hypothetical, let's say that Talon's back, Lindell's not. Okay. I mean, I'm pretty confident getting Condit all of Lard's minutes. Yep. I think Condit and Jacobson. I, I here is one thing that I'm pretty sure will happen. I think that we'll see Iowa State play with two bigs more, and I think that they're going to install some some zone, some more huh. zone, okay. like a one three one type. Which Steve really hasn't done. I at think all. that, but I the the thing I know about Steve is he doesn't like to do stuff off the cuff. He's a guy who, like, he's not just going to throw two bigs out there unless they practice it a lot. And I think that this summer he's going to install some of those types of looks. Yeah, which here's the thing that if we're giving feedback for Steve, and he doesn't necessarily need it, but they early on in the year they ran some of that three-quarter court trap, yeah, which I, I thought it. was really good. Yeah. But then he defaults back into what he knows best. Yeah. He does that. Like, and, that's one of his deals. And it's – and it's. I think with what Iowa State had, with the bodies, they could have – they could have run that more, but he gets he gets into safe mode in a way where it goes back to those three guards, four guards, the four out, one in stuff, and it works. Okay, he's won a lot of games like that, but I think if you look at Iowa State's upside, it maybe with the length they had could have gone to more of that because I thought it was really good in the non-conference. But. I think they have to have. I don't. Maybe I'm too high on him. I think you got to go into next season thinking Condit's got to be a guy. Like we yeah. need to, I think Condit has some real upside. He does. I, I don't know. He's not a go-to guy for me until I, I haven't seen enough of him on offense. He's got to put on some weight. And Tyrese was weird for me because I thought that guy. I don't. I don't. I don't first, think Lindell helped him. No, I agree. First two weeks of conference, I thought he was going to be like a, a big time, setting the table. But he just doesn't create his own shot. And so here's the deal. Like, you've got these pieces that they're all nice on their own, but sometimes they don't fit together. And that's what's holding back Tyrese from being a high-end I think player, in I my think opinion. I go like Nixon. Yeah, I've heard. But he's, I, again, I haven't seen him a whole lot. He's uh, kind of like a Kansas State guard. Is yeah, how I like describe a Barry him. Brown. He, yeah. he, he is a Barry Brown type yeah. of player. That, that's a perfect guy to throw. And I want Tyrese to to become this – because he's got some tools that that can can't be taught that are like super high level the way he can his length and his athleticism but he's got still the the weird delivery which that's probably not going to change and he's just not able to really get his own offense and if he wants to be a lead guard in the Big 12 he's got to find a way to do that so i think it's a big off season for him and he would then replace some of the Lindell stuff if Lindell goes because that's where Lindell was good when he was when he was on was the ability to gets his own offense, get to the line. And Tyrese probably didn't shoot many free throws in conference play because he pretty much just hung around the perimeter. So Iowa State, that, that's what's the big X factor for them. Can you find – like, watch the tournament this weekend. Look at the really good teams. They have a guy who can create late offense, and that's what separates them. Well, Lindell them did that in Kansas teams. City. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. When he's good, he's good yeah. at it. But then he – Then he just, like, dribbles, sometimes into, he dribbles drifts, it off yeah, his foot. And he, and, yeah, completely. They need a – I mean, it'd be nice to have a a Monte or a George, but that's where Iowa State got so spoiled. There is why offense was so good at Iowa State when they they didn't often get into late shot situations, but when they did, they had a 
a really good creator in those situations they didn't have this year. And that's why Nick Babb is a, was a really I, – I, I love that guy, but he just didn't have that ability – and he got stuck in that a lot where needed something to happen late and couldn't do it. So I, I hope Tyrese can grow into that role better than Nick did. What we got going on this weekend? I was supposed to be in Chicago with the women. I'm still a bummer. I'm still um, heartbroken for them over how that went down the other night. The uh, So I'm just like around. I'm taking Cameron to Ballet. We're starting oh, Ballet. There you go. We've got Everett's. Are there, are there ballet dads? Well, I'm going to be one. Okay. We've got Everett's first birthday party. How's that going over at the Bloom House? Ready to go? Making desserts, and I'm not really helping. What kind of desserts are we going to have? Oh, we got uh, cake balls, cupcakes, Jeez. cookies. I think we just bought all the the bakery flour from Hy-Vee. My 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 or wife. Fairway or wherever my wife. My wife shops. told me that your wife like baked a pre-cake to like test it out yeah yeah i was like man that is a good wife uh, that is a good mom right there we wanted to make sure the kid would actually eat the cake during his birthday party so so we baked him a pre-cake flashback to cameron's first birthday do you remember Iowa State played Texas that night. Was that the first birthday? We all got hammered. We did. That night. <laughs> we did. That night was. It turned into a party. Remember, we had like twenty people down here, and it was it was crazy. And what year was that? Fifteen. So it was sixteen. Sixteen. Was, so that was no. When the hell was Cameron born? You're born in. She's four, right? Yeah. She's born in fifteen. So it would have yeah. been February of sixteen. Yeah. So that would have been the uh, they played George. Texas. Yeah, the it, George was, it was it was Prom's first year. Wow, I remember being down here. Yeah, we don't you love how you, night. you and me, every like life, everything that happens, like we we'll tell you like what Iowa State was doing. Oh, I bet people are listening. That's how they so gauge like, life if, events. I, you, that's how I do it. If you say a football game, yep. During like my, I could tell you just about what Where I did that day yeah. and that night. Any Iowa State football game between like the year two thousand three and now, yeah, like same even, boat. Yeah, it's crazy. Like how you name do the that. game, and we'll probably yeah. Oh yeah, where I was tried Maker's Mark for the first time <laughs> that night. Uh, so, uh, anyways, Cameron had pneumonia. Oh no, that day, and we didn't know it because we were like, oh no, she's getting sick at the end of the night. And she got pneumonia? Yeah, and she got really sick the, like two days later. Yeah. Well. It was a bad deal. That's no good. But I was, I would say beat Texas. That yeah, day. we won. Yeah. Beat Texas. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, yeah, my weekend's free now, so I'm going to like. Um, We're gonna... providing beer at this party. Uh, so I won't be worth a crap Sunday night then? Well, you, it's your choice to drink I have to not. do my taxes. Oh, I got that done. God. So I. Thing, this is how I just work. Like nothing in my house gets done until after basketball season. Like it, it is once basketball season's over, then it's like a mad rush to like catch up on everything I've missed for the last like six months. What if there was spring game? <sighs> I'm kind of glad like that. There's no spring game. Is that bad? I don't miss. I'm not going to miss it. I'm not. Is there a Cyclone Fanatic size house team? Uh, that's a, that's a bad topic. Uh oh. I'm being recruited by another organization. Who? 
coworkers from my day job. So listen to this. You did you get the boot? No, not intentionally. Oh no. There was an email mishap where they put in my wrong email, so I never got the, the renewal renewal thing. Nobody double checked with you. No. And so apparently, um, the person who filled out our team thing last year put my wrong email on there. No. And like Iowa State was all like, well, you never got back to us, so we gave away your table. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry. Like, you guys know me. Why didn't you text me? And they just gave away our table. So we've had a table since the first The year. first one. And now we don't have one because of like an administrative error. Mm. But the the nice ladies there, I mean, I think they felt bad. They did say that like if anything drops out, like we'll get the first one. Can they squeeze another table in there? That's what I wanted to know. It's like, geez, like if you just would have called me or anything mm. else, hmm. you know, like don't you think it's odd that I didn't write you back? <laughs> you use the power of the cyclone fanatic no, podcast now. No, they didn't. It, they didn't mean I anything know. by it. And I just was like, I was kind of like, man, like. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry to bum you out there. So at this point, I'm wide open. I got nothing on the that day, and I was thinking about. Um, yeah, I don't know what I'm going to do. You can work on your golf game. I, I don't golf anymore. I can't. <laughs> I don't have time. Golf takes way too much time. Remember before you had a kid, I said you won't golf that oh, yeah. much after you have a kid, That's and you're like, oh, I'll, still, I'll still get at the you know 36 holes a week. <laughs> didn't, didn't quite happen. How many holes did you play last year? Um, mm, less than ten times. Jeez, that's still a lot of golf. I still played in a couple tournaments, but it wasn't enough. See, I'm at the point where I don't even really care to play in those now, because like I'm so like I just don't ever play. Yeah. So I'm you so wanna, like, you want to let everybody down. Well, you show up and these people are like excited to play with you, <laughs> and then you just like you're. you're I'm like, yeah, well, I can drink more than you. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that that's weird. That's already April. What are we going to do? There's like no – you got all this time. Well, we're working on a lot of stuff for Cyclone You're going to finish the Transfer You podcast? Yeah, I'm going to do that one and cap it off with Weiler Bab and Shayok and, and what, all where, that stuff. Okay, let's – where do they – where does Marielle rank in the hierarchy of transfers? Because he was getting a lot of love after the game, which he should. He's basically DeAndre Kane, right? Is I don't think so. See, I I won't go that far. I won't go well, that far. Well, they both I, had early exits. No. Oh wait, no, no. Kane went to a Sweet Sixteen. But again, I'm I don't, sorry. I'm sorry. I don't know if you can judge. I was thinking Kane was on the uh, UAB. Team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Might no, it's be. fine. Um, I I have a hard time putting Shayok at Kane's level, but maybe I'm I'm what, okay, doing the Hoiberg thinking of thinking everything was better. I think you in maybe. that era. You know, but he had two. Um, Kane had George Niang. He did. Monte, Monte Morris as the freshman, um, and Melvin, Melvin. freaking Edgem. Yeah, beside yeah. him, no, like Shayok had to be the man. Yeah, I. I think Shayok is same conversation, same category. See, as I won't go game. there. I won't go all the way there. I would put and Shayok wasn't a pain in the ass halfway through the year either. Kane Kane was demonstrative. My favorite DeAndre Kane story. I did the game for Eric Heft down at Fort Worth. I don't know why they asked me to because I was like 27 or 20. I don't remember. But 
Kane is on the bus before the or after the game, telling George and teammates that his Marshall team could have beaten Iowa State the year previous. DeAndre's Marshall team went like 13 and 19 and lost to Southern Miss at the time by 60. Was that Doc Sadler? Uh, pre- no, there's that Larry. Was, maybe it was yeah, Larry. Right, it was pre- um, and then George pulls up the box score of that Marshall-Southern Miss game and goes, DeAndre, you lost by 60 to Southern Miss. <laughs> but meanwhile, DeAndre's back there going, Chris Babb couldn't guard me. <laughs> but, the, the guy was, but DeAndre was, was like serious. Yeah. 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 He was a I he just, was a character. I think if you stack it up like I don't what know. those guys had around like I yeah. this Iowa State team was good, but you had two alpha dogs with Niang and Melvin and then a freaking NBA point guard yeah, around was, like yeah. you, you throw Shayok on this team, like Shayok was the man. He was the man. He was, but he didn't feel like it at times either. It was, I he, was agree. he had a weird. It was a weird season because I agree, he was. He, well, he was such a volume guy there for a while. Yeah, and he was the first team All Big Twelve guy. I mean, you're like, wow. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I just think they had different roles. Yeah, like I mean, Kane right. was great. I'm not downplaying it, but like if Kane was off, he had help. Yeah, I'm not saying that Shaq didn't have. He didn't mm-hmm. have scraps around him this year. I'm not putting it that way, but like. I felt like he was he was constantly the man on that team. Yeah. And really, that team finished fourth in the Big 12, uh, Kane's team, and this team finished fifth. Like, they weren't that much different. No. Although one was 11 this, and this 7. Big this Big 12 was nine, wasn't nine. as good. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. I, I just – I would put Shea – I don't think I'd put him in the top five for transfers. Mm. I just don't think I would. Really? Mm-hmm. What do you have against Mario? I, no, a nice player. Really good player, efficient player. I just I don't know. I maybe he didn't have the highlights and the impact that. See, I, I'm going to put. I think he's a better player than you're giving him credit. I, I he probably is, and I I don't know if he's an NBA guy. Um, but I'm going to put Royce. Okay, can I let me go down my list here? Okay. Royce, All right? DeAndre. Oh, my other transfers. See, so, yeah, I Chris Allen. No. Chris Babb? No. Babb, maybe. Corey Lucius? Nope. Will Clyburn was pretty damn good. He was really good. In his one year. He was I think really Will good. Clyburn might be the best comparison to Shayok. Yeah. Quietly did his thing. One year. Got it done. Same position. That's that's good. Um, Nader. Nader wasn't as productive. Neither was Burton. Man, I don't know. Maybe he is in the top five. He's got to be. That's asinine to leave him out of the top five. You're totally – it's recency bias because they didn't do well. But it would be the other way. Yeah, no, you're right. I don't know. Okay, I'd I'd be curious what other people think. Is Shayok a top five transfer, the transfer you I I don't think it's a question. Like, I I absolutely think he was. Maybe I'm being too hard on the guy. No, but you you know what? More fans will agree with you because they're all jaded about this year right now. (laughs) And they'll be like, hell yeah. I thought you (laughs) – yeah, I'm, I'm probably being you, too I, hard on that guy. I love Sorry, the fans, Mario. but I know how they think. No, yeah. They're I, all going to like, oh, we'd take Burton over him any day. Which I probably would too. Would you take Burton? I don't know. Burton was such a he was wild card. He was all over the, the place, man. He's Yeah, he. if you could he promise me like place. second half of his senior year, Burton. Yeah, like junior year, junior year Burton. Mm-mm. I mean, what Prome did for that guy is kind of underrated, really. Deontay was nowhere near. A, I don't think. A, a, I don't think Burton or Nader would be in the NBA. No, for prom. 
I think if if that current staff there had stayed, I don't know if they would have made it. And that's not even a deal on them. It's just it was a lot looser ship. Yeah. And certain guys need guidance, and I, I don't know if those guys would have developed that in the Hoiberg era. Now, like, the thing is, Royce wouldn't have ever been a lottery pick under Steve Pro. No way. Absolutely not. Yeah, because he, he probably wouldn't have used him. He benefited from Fred. Like, I, you yeah. know. Like well, he I, was the – yeah, he was the best player on that team. Royce was so good. That's still one of my larger disappointments. He's getting into the uh, MMA, did you hear? Yeah, I saw that. I don't know if – I can't decide if Royce loves or hates me. We have, like, a real deal going on. Because <laughs> I got a message. You'll You'll love this. So Royce and I got in our little Twitter spat last year. Mm-hmm. And then he came on the podcast. Yep. And was we that talked. just last year? Yeah, and we talked, and he was like, oh, you're my favorite writer and all this stuff. And like we, So then we started exchanging text messages, and we, we, I thought we were becoming friends. And I genuinely like, cared about like his well-being. And so that whole – remember the thing like a couple months ago, everybody thought he had committed suicide? No, I missed that, thankfully. So, so he put out like a couple of really cryptic tweets like – you know, like, I don't even want to do this anymore. Oh, really? like, so and I, it was really that. scary, and everybody was super concerned. Yeah. And, like, he, like Marcus Pfizer was on the scene, like, checking everything out for everybody. Okay. And I texted him because I was concerned, and he never wrote me back. Well, then, like, um, a couple weeks later, I get a note from somebody at Iowa State, and they're like, hey, uh, Royce is coming to the game on Saturday, and he wants to uh, meet with you about radio. And I was like, okay. I don't mean to laugh, but... I'll do it. Like, I'll, I'll what meet with... He, what did he want to know? But he, then he no-showed me. Oh, okay. Like, he didn't come. So, But then, when the whole MMA thing happened, he starts reaching out to me, wanting me to promote it. Hmm. So I'm like, okay, hey, do you want to come on my radio show? This mm-hmm. would be great. Mm-hmm. People still care about Royce. Mm-hmm. And he didn't respond. So I don't know. Like I don't know what's going on there. Yeah, that's uh, a. I don't know, I don't know if boss. people care about that. No, but I, like I, people, people always people are asking me, Royce. "What's Royce what's up Royce to?" Like, I, it's a, it's a, it's kind of a like, what day is it? Yeah, I, I, I don't know I don't what know. to tell you. It's thought would Fred Hoiberg would have to change his Twitter handle, wouldn't he? Well, you know, Fred told me when we were working on the transfer you deal last year. Uh, we spent about an hour, hour yeah. and a half together one day yep. doing that. And he said he hadn't been on Twitter in years. Interesting dilemma. What about Big Red Fred? Oh, God. <laughs> See, it's the stuff like that that makes it like, I don't know how I can root for him. I know. I can't take credit for that. I saw that earlier. What, I need to ask you about something. I told this story on the podcast today. And Charter didn't bite on it the way I thought you would. Did you listen to the podcast? No, okay. I didn't. You're fine. You didn't miss much. I mean, it's a good podcast. <laughs> yeah, of course. Um, so I was like at peace. With, did you read my column last week did. from Tulsa about Fred? I did. I put a lot of thought into yep. that. And I was at peace with everything. Mm-hmm. And that night, a guy who... I know from Southwest Iowa, who's like the like lowest common denominator Nebraska fan. Okay, it's probably a lot of those. Yeah, 
this guy, I mean, lives in okay. Iowa, works in Iowa, has never lived in Nebraska, no ties. Yep. All he does is he's just a front Big runner fan. back from the 70s and 80s. And Probably not even a basketball fan. Probably, no, he's absolutely not. Mm-hmm. But he he thinks that they're just holier than now, better than everything, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And he, you know, I didn't, I really didn't take any shots at Nebraska at all in that column. I, at all. No. That, not, no, you didn't. Yeah. Not one. And his response to that column was, well, you know, you wrote all this with the presumption that Ames is home for Fred. (laughs) He goes, maybe Nebraska is his home, you know, with all of his ties here. You know, maybe that's how he perceives this job. He actually was. Oh, he was serious. And it was at that point where, like, my blood pressure doubled. Yeah. And I had to step away from the keyboard because I was going to get, and I go, Holy crap. They might think that. This is what this is going to turn into. Yeah. Like, and it was at that point where I go, you know what? I don't know if I can do this. And then my wife starts putting all this stuff into my head the last few days. Ashley got involved? Oh, Ashley is, she is not happy about this Nebraska oh. thing. She is not happy. Another Southwest Iowan. And she loves Fred. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But she she is what, not she's not she one is, to get fired up very often, and she doesn't even care about sports. Mm-hmm. But if you get Nebraska involved, like her, her point is he he shouldn't go there because well she's like she doesn't understand the hierarchy of like basketball and like she doesn't understand like how elite of a like in game coach Fred is and all that stuff. She's she was pissed when he left. Yeah. Because she just is like, well, that's dumb. Like, people aren't going to love him anywhere else the way he is here. Yep, I've heard a lot of that. Um, So she was like that from day one. But now she's just like, I can't root for anybody in Nebraska. And I'm like, well, he's still our friend. Like, we still like him. Like, he's still the same guy. Yeah, still a good man. Like, we're not, like, and he, you know, he he announced Cameron's birth for Yes, I remember that. Like, this is a thing. Like, we're, like, it's not a... But the it's those jackasses, <laughs> and that really concerns me that that's going to become the thing. Oh yeah, because immediately it's oh he chose he chose us over you, which is not true. No, but they're going but they're it going to manipulate it. But in in our world, the truth doesn't matter anymore. And that again, though, you just create your own facts yeah. and run with them and act like it's true. It's, it's, it is, like, and you can just deny, 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 and enough idiots are going to believe you. That's how the world works. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just don't know how it's going to happen until it happens. Like, it's going to be weird. Would they still have the exhibition game? Because they played Nebraska the last oh, three Jesus, years. Jesus, I didn't even think about that. Put it, put it in Des Moines. Let's play them. Play I mean, him. if Fred goes there, public, w- let's yeah. do it. I mean, why not? Why not? Make, see, it's still basketball, right? Play him. Who you root for? Iowa or Nebraska? Oh. Nebraska. I'm just kidding. I'm, I, I hey, man, Fran got that extension, so. That's good news for Iowa Lock State. it up. <laughs> he's going to run out of kids to recruit, but he's going to be there for a while. Here's a... Here's a point I would make. It's better for Iowa State that Fred Hoiberg is at Nebraska 
than if TJ Otzelberger was at Nebraska, recruiting wise. Because of the Milwaukee stuff. Well, Milwaukee, like TJ would butter his bread in Milwaukee and Chicago and any of yeah. those Iowa. Like Fred is just so much more of a national recruiter. Oh, I like I don't think Fred's just going to be like, oh, I'm going to hang around the Midwest. I just can't see. Yeah, it. will TJ recruit still the West Coast mostly? Yeah, TJ is not going to dip into Milwaukee much. I well, maybe he might. I mean, he you you go what you know. Yeah. But I I mean, I'm thinking that he'll be a lot of like L.A. and Northwest. He's got all those Seattle, West Coast Tacoma, ties. Yeah, I'm just saying. Like I think, like I'm assuming that Fred Staff will have Abdul Massey on it. We'll yeah, have, you know, Charlie a lot Henry. of the guys we know. Yeah, and I don't. I I can't see Abdul Massey and Fred. You know, just living in the Midwest. Well, but even then, Steve, they're going to be East Coast. What is? Look at the guy Steve has got. He, he had that flurry of Chicago guys. Okay, D. Rob has reported I think Chicago. That they're doing pretty well in Chicago yep. right now. They got some. Milwaukee's kind of been do a little Minnesota, but they're it's southeast. It's southeast now. Yeah, yeah. It's still like it's. I think especially it, with Kane, the addition of James Kane, like he he's a southeastern he's a, guy. So. Yeah, maybe it really won't have a whole lot of impact. I don't think it will. I think people are making too big of a deal out of it. Are they going to bump into each other for a recruit? Every absolutely, that's inevitable. Just like Iowa State and Iowa do, but it rarely comes down to those schools. Do you remember when Patino went? Uh, he was the Kentucky coach, won a national championship there. Yeah, then went to the NBA and then took the Louisville job. Yeah, Louisville. Is this would this be worse or? No, it'd be worse if he took Iowa. No, but saying like so. Oh, what, compared what, to that, than what Patino did, because that's like you're direct. You're no, direct. Rival. I don't think this is worse. But but Patino didn't go to Kentucky. See, I mean, I think that's the. Did Patino go to Louisville? No, Patino went to like. Oh, I don't know where Patino went. Oh yeah, see what I'm saying? See, and that's the like, thing that like a lot of outsiders don't get. It's not just like Iowa State's coach. It's a guy who. That's where I'm coming more from. It's less. It's less the about icon, what, Fred Hoiberg, not the coach, Fred. Yeah, Hoiberg. right. It's the whole history with Iowa State, Fred, than just the he coached us for five years. I think that somewhat gets lost of why this would hurt some people. But you can't. The job's not open, so I don't know. Enough of Fred for now. Yeah. Getting too old. Well, you good? You got anything else to add? Matt Campbell turned down NFL jobs to be at Iowa State. Did Bill Snyder ever turn down the NFL? I don't know. Probably not. Who was Bill Snyder? What jobs did Campbell turn down? Jets. They offered it? I don't know. You know more than me. I'm just saying. (laughs) I'm just saying. Maybe turn down is too strong. We're just trying to make ourselves feel better. Interest from NFL teams. So there. I'm a, I'm happy that Steve Prohm got an extension. I think that – and I, I actually made this comment to somebody the other day, and I, I truly mean it, that Steve – the you talk about the longevity of these coaches. The same reason I didn't want – that that podcast that we did five years ago yeah. that you sent me the other yeah. day, I tweeted it out today. Same thing I said in there. The reason I didn't want Steve to get the job in the first place is the same reason I didn't want Campbell to get the job, and it's because I generally don't like guys who are coming from like the best job in a small league and they're going to one of the worst jobs in a bigger league. Campbell has shattered that. Steve, I think, is, is still growing into the style of coaching in the Big 12. 
in certain things that you have to be like in games and stuff. He should be, and he's. I think he's gotten better as he's gone along. Yeah. And he should be coming into his prime with that. Yeah. I, and I think that's got to be the hope. Yeah, and the Big Twelve is full of great coaches. It is that's a stacked part. league yeah, with so. coaches. I mean, yeah. you're you're going. There's hardly a layup. There's no layup. I just thought of this. I'm a deep thinker. Isn't it best if Steve succeeds here more so than if Fred came back and succeeded? Absolutely. It, it makes the job look better. Right? You can just take this guy from Murray, Kentucky. It's the job. It's not the the magic. Yeah, it's not Fred. Because that's the deal. On, that's the knock on K-State football. Like, there's literally only on. one guy who's ever won. Dead on. And so... If I was said succeeds with Steve, listen, Fred's not coaching forever. And if Fred came back, what's the number one question he would get all the time? What are you going to do when the NBA job comes open? Mm-hmm. We'd just be obsessed. Completely. This way, you you know Steve's not going to the NBA. No. At all. He don't want to. And he loves it here. He just he could have had Bama, I truly believe. I think so. So but I'm but that just shows the the nature that this job, you could say then, right, is bigger than one person. But I think that's the way you got to look at it going forward. Iowa State's a good job because of the fans. Yes, completely. So It's it's well above one man. Fred did awesome. Yep. And we're not here without him. But I think Iowa State's better long-term, long-term, when, when Prohm and Hoiberg are both done, if, if Steve has great success too. What are you, uh, another NCAA tournament next year? I think that's the goal. That, I think so, too. I think that should be the expectation. I, now, when whoever comes back determines the the level of success. What about the women? This should, should be, be the tournament. tournament. Yeah. You know, Ashley started to make some moves down in Oklahoma City where I'm like, man, that looks like Bridget. Yeah. She just She's just got a little longer way to go. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, Wise and Scott. I'm going to figure out the point guard deal. Yeah. I don't. I got the the uh, young lady coming in from Southeast Polk. It's really good, but I don't know if she's a point guard. They get options. It was a fun year, though. I mean, I love that team. Holistically, the women, awesome year. I thought the men had its ups and downs, but I thought, by and large, you know, could have been better. Absolutely. But got took a step needed to advance the program in the next four years. I mean, if they would have had another year where they miss it, then you go, okay, what's going on here? But this that's that's a step. It wasn't a, it wasn't perfect, but at least it is a step forward and uh, a foundation for what this program can be. Now you got some building blocks to 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 build build up on in 2021-22. Well, enjoy the birthday weekend. Yeah. Drink all that beer. What kind did you what What kind are you providing to the guests? Uh, I think I got the generics, and then uh, I think I got like a twelve of uh, some sort of craft uh, Des Moines IPA. I think that's a good beer. Just for those who prefer that, so that's a good beer. That to me, like if I had if I had to rank like my top five favorite beers of all time, good beer. it would be on nice there. Job. I don't know exactly where it would be, but it'd be right that's there. Nice job. Yeah. So it'll be uh, it'll be an experience. I guess Cameron's like super excited for it. I'm just warning you. <laughs> okay. Got you guys. For those who are listening and don't, my daughter thinks that Brent's son is basically her brother. 
Sure. She's, she's basically claimed, claimed him, him. Yep. as her own. Which is great. And she is like off the charts excited to go to Everett's birthday, birthday party. party. All right. And well, sing to him and do all that good stuff. Good thing we're spending all that money for it then. Well, you're yeah. going to have a lot. Your your birthday party, your first birthday party for Everett is on a Sunday after church. Ours was on a Saturday <laughs> night that went to like 2 a.m. Yeah. You're doing the parenting thing much better. There you go. There you go. Well, should be... You're a little older, though, when you were when you had the first one. So Yeah, it's true. It's just so much more mature. One, uh, one more um, shout out to the, the folks over there. Get that NBA. Seriously. 100% job placement. That's for crazy. Those that got the NBA. That's crazy, and it's one hundred percent anything is really, yeah. really difficult. Good people running that program. Awesome. And then a uh, really quick um, throw out too. Um, I put this up on Twitter, and I'm gonna because I know Brent will be there as well. Every year I shave my head for the St. Baldrick's. Yeah, we're, we're looking forward to foundation. This. I put out on Twitter. Um, on Thursday night, that if you guys can raise $1,000 by noon on Friday, I will shave a mohawk into my head and wear it around all next week. I've been letting my hair grow yeah. out. So it be a hell of a mohawk. Um, right now, as of recording this, we're at $340 already. Awesome. If you get to $1,000. So Let's you guys are about 40% it, there. And what an awesome cause. For what yeah. this community here in Bondurant specifically has done. Hey, real quick, a tease. The good people at Iowa State always help me uh, get stuff for a silent auction. Very cool. Sounds like we're going to have um, Campbell's giving us an autographed football, I know, and some other stuff. Um, we're going to have an autographed Iowa State, like, authentic basketball jersey like, wow. with Prom. Very cool. Um, and then Very like cool. a couple autographed basketballs, a Finley autographed basketball. We're going to have a bunch of stuff. And that's uh, it's I- at Reclaimed Rails Brewery. Next week. next Saturday, yeah, that Saturday the fifth. Yeah, right. that is correct. Okay. Yeah, I'll, well, your I'll wife's the one who's she's running some of the auction stuff too. Yeah, yeah. So like she's she's all over my ass to get all this stuff done. <laughs> well, welcome I, to my world. I told her I'm like just let basketball in and I'll do it all in one day. Yeah, and you and look you look and at what I, you've and done. I've done everything in one day. Good work, C Dub. All right. Um, thanks to Bloom. Thanks to everybody for listening. Hope you have great weekends.